Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of hand-cooked tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. Live from the Geico Outkick Studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. And we're brought to you by TrueCar. When it comes to selling or trading in your car, you need to make good choices. And with TrueCar, you've got a star on your roster. So when you're ready to sell, or trade in your car, check out True Car. True Cash offer not available in all areas. Well, well, well. Remember back in the day when your boy said, this Laker franchise is a disaster. LeBron James is starting down the path of obsolescence. The decision to go public with the demand for Anthony Davis is an unmitigated disaster. Your boy was right. The Lakers and LeBron James are in an unbelievable tailspin. First of all, the last three road games that the Lakers have played, lose to the Atlanta Hawks, lose to the New Orleans Pelicans without Anthony Davis playing, and then last night, lose to the Memphis freaking Grizzlies, who are in the process of trying to tank. The most recent situation for the L.A. Lakers and LeBron James is an unmitigated near disaster. Uh, The Lakers have fallen now to the 11th place spot in the Western Conference. They are sitting at 29-31. and They are now four games out of the seven seed with 22 games to play. So the easy way to think about that is 
if you go 11 and 11 in the final 22, which I think is probably realistically around what the Lakers would go in order to find your way into the seventh seed in the playoffs, you would need your opponent to go. And I'm doing live math, which everybody knows is a disaster. I believe you would need your opponent to go six and 16 in order to pick up five games. Something like that. I mean, you need basically everybody above you to collapse. And now the Lakers aren't just out of the playoffs. There are two teams that aren't in the playoffs in the Sacramento Kings and the Minnesota Timberwolves that would be in the playoffs before the Lakers would if the season ended today. The Lakers are an unmitigated disaster. There are a couple of plays that stood out last night to me. Um, late moments in this game. One, LeBron James just did not cover his man on a wide-open three that basically ended this game with about two minutes to play. Put the Grizzlies up seven. LeBron is underneath the rim. He doesn't even make an effort to go cover his man who takes a pass wide open at the three-point line and just drills it. Shortly after that, they have a timeout, and no one even speaks in the Lakers' huddle during the timeout. Not Luke Walton, not LeBron James. Everybody just stands around in silence. As a result, there are some ugly stats that are floating around out there. I just told you the three losses in their last three games on the road to Atlanta, to the New Orleans Pelicans, and last night to the Memphis Grizzlies. But the Lakers are now 4-10 and in their last 14 games. The four wins, down 18 to Boston. They came back and got a miracle win on a Rondo jumper at the buzzer. Down 19 to Houston. They came back and stole a game. An overtime win against the Clippers, and they beat the 12-win Suns. I mean, this is a bad, bad, bad basketball team. And we're one game remaining in February, and then the schedule is about to get a lot more difficult as you move into early March. Let me kind of put that into context for you. One more game against the Pelicans on Wednesday night in L.A. Okay, so we don't know if Anthony Davis is going to play. The Pelicans lost by a point last night to the 76ers, but I think it's fair to say that is an undeniably must-win game because then as you move into March, the Bucks come to town. Okay, you get a game against the Suns, but there are a lot of really good teams that are going to beat the Lakers, I think, as we move into March at the top of the schedule. Uh, the Nuggets, the Celtics, and the Lakers uh, play the Raptors uh, all before the halfway point of March. I mean, I think going 500 in the first half of March is, is an optimistic goal. All right. So what is taking place here as if that were not enough? I don't know. Did you guys see the tweet that I put out? I'm going to bring in the Laker crew to try to get their response here. But the night before LeBron set out against the Warriors for load management on February 2nd, he was up at midnight drinking wine, working on a rap songs with two chains and filming a reality show. They just put out a video of that. LeBron is out there calling out his teammates and saying they can't handle pressure. And the night before you are scheduled to play against the defending world champs after you have come back for an inch from an injury and haven't played for a month and have only played one game, you sit out because of, quote, load management issues. And then last night, your group puts out a video 
of you staying up late working on a rap song with two chains. One of the fr- you go back to the tape. One of the first things I said when LeBron went to the Lakers was this isn't a basketball decision. This is a lifestyle decision. LeBron wants to be a media mogul. This is his uh, opportunity to start to move beyond being a basketball player and turn into the kind of guy who makes Space Jam, who's got television programs that are going to be airing on a variety of different uh, platforms, the barbershop show. All of that was about trying to extend LeBron James's brand beyond basketball. Going to the Lakers was not a basketball move. This, to me... With four years on this contract, and obviously year one being an unmitigated disaster, LeBron's not going to suddenly get better when he's 37 or 38 years old. This, to me, is starting to look like a disaster for the Laker franchise. And honestly, if the Lakers wanted to trade somebody for Anthony Davis, you know who I'm starting to think they should have traded for Anthony Davis? LeBron James. They should have shipped LeBron James to the Pelicans and gotten Anthony Davis in exchange, and this franchise would be a lot better in the long range. So there are 22 games remaining. The Lakers now two games under 500. It's the worst record with 60 games played in an NBA season for a LeBron James team since his rookie year. I want to bring in all of the Laker fan base here who's on the show, the Laker fans who are so critical every time I say anything. Uh, do we have any defense of LeBron James's Lakers right now, Danny G? Well, how much of the game did you watch? The fourth quarter. Okay. So you saw that they're having a lot of problems on defense, and Laker fans and NBA basketball fans in general, I don't think would have thought that we would be missing Lonzo Ball it seems like when he's on the floor, he's a, a, a big-time disruptor. And our defense has stunk without Why, him. Explain to me, LeBron, giving up that wide-open three. Oh, there is, no, there is no excuse for that. And then the, the worst part was the way he put his hands out like he was looking for somebody else right. to blame them. No, dude, that's your guy. So, yeah, defensive struggles, they've been off and on throughout the year. And then the other problem is the bench right now. I mean, the starters, they were on point last night. All right, so you were making fun of me when I was saying this this team is in trouble. They're not going to make the playoffs. I wasn't wasn't making fun of you. I said you've been overreacting since December and January the way you do the NFL season. They are now almost 75% of the way through the season. When, you when he was right out, now? when he was out for the month with his injury, you said the season was over at that point, and I argued that if this was still going on at the beginning of March, that's when I would be worried. All right, so you were officially worried. I'm, yeah, last night uh, we talked about it during L.A. Braun yesterday, and you asked us if you thought it was a must-win. I thought so because they need to show something on the road. It seems like they need home cooking because when they're playing at the Staples Center, the crowd gets them lit up and they play some actual defense. On the road, the defense goes away and they look a little lost. So, yeah, I was hoping that they would come out with a way better performance, especially in the fourth quarter last night. Is Coop there? I saw Coop jumping off the bandwagon on Twitter last night. Justin Cooper... Uh, are you officially on the Lakers will not make the playoffs uh, train with me? 
I don't know if I'm there yet. I and I just want to clarify. I've never been on the LeBron bandwagon. You can go back and, and check. I've been consistent. I never wanted LeBron here. I wanted to stick with our younger teams because I've always thought that LeBron's a bitch, and he's proving it. <laughs> because what? And, and this is the reason that yep. we lose against teams like the the Pelicans and and who who did we just lose to last the night? The Grizzlies. The Grizzlies. We lose to trash teams like that because LeBron feels like he can just coast during those. games games and then we we play up to the competition in games against like the the Rockets and and better teams like that because that's when he actually puts in the effort on the defensive part of the floor. So it, I I think feel like this comes down to LeBron cuz you look at it uh, Brandon Ingram had a great game last night. It's just it's it's discouraging cuz LeBron's just proving he is like he always is and now he can't just Host those games like he could on in the Eastern Conference because all of the teams in the Western Conference are better than those bottom barrel teams in the Eastern Conference. Here's uh, the other question I would have, Roberto. Are first of all, Roberto, are you on? Do you believe the Lakers will make the playoffs now? Roberto, this is a uh, panel discussion of the Laker fan base. I'm going to go ahead and say uh, they're not going to make the playoffs. All right. So, do you guys agree with me that releasing that video like he did last night with two chains? of him working on rap songs, drinking wine, and staying up after midnight when he's saying, oh, I can't play against the Warriors because of load management. After he's been out a month, he comes back, he plays one game, and then he sits out against the world champion Warriors, and they say, oh, it's load management. Do you agree with me this is an awful look to put out a video, date and time stamped, uh, the night before a big game for your team where you're sitting around working on a rap song, drinking wine, and up after midnight. Well, that's a bad look because it was with 2 chains. If it was with J. Cole, we would give him a pass. <laughs> look, it's a bad look, but he wasn't playing in some stupid softball game or doing something active where Laker fans would look at it like, dude, thought you were still recovering from your groin injury. It turned out to be a serious injury. So the fact he's sitting around this- somewhere, it's not a good look, but he's not doing something that makes us think he was faking an injury. Here's my question for you. LeBron has surrounded himself with an entire group of enablers. But isn't somebody in LeBron James's camp smart enough to not date and timestamp this video the night before you sit out a game against uh, the Warriors? And what I mean by that is, if the date and timestamp is one day different, right? Nobody out there, as long as the date and timestamp isn't the exact same as when he was on the court playing a basketball game, is going to disbelieve it. This, to me, is why the people that you advise, uh, that advise you and that you pay to surround you need to be really smart. Because this is an awful look to put this thing out right as you are losing to the Grizzlies. And like I said, when you're 4-10 and 10 in the last 14. Coop, do you agree with me this is a really bad look to put out this video? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it just reinforces the idea that he came to L.A. not to play basketball, but to try to build his brand off the basketball court. Well, look, and we and I, I don't think I think if you're a smart Lakers fan, you you knew that that was a big part of his decision. But you also have seen what he's done in the past. You know, coming back from down three one against the Warriors, and you thought that he could. He could manage both being the best player in the world, but it's, it's different in the West. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think the question that is out there, and I'm going to ask Chris Mannix this when we come back. Thank you for the panel of uh, of Lakers. So, by the way, are we are you all in unanimity now that you believe that the Lakers are not going to make the playoffs? No, it, it's 22. If there was 12 games left, so you're they, I, they might I still be mathematically think, eliminated if there were 12 games yeah, left. Right, exactly. I'm saying because there's 22 games left, I still think they can squeak into the eighth spot, and the reason why is the Spurs lost again. So the way the Spurs have been losing, that's going to move everybody up a spot. Yeah, the problem is now they're behind two more teams that aren't even in the playoffs. I get, so you I are get still it. on the you are still Lakers on the, still get to play both of those teams though that they're trailing, so they can make up ground within those twenty two games. All right, so you are on the camp of the Lakers will make the playoffs. I think they're going to squeak into the eighth spot. All right, what about you, Coop? I still have faith. Still have faith. Roberto, you're the if only Lonzo, person yeah, who has if Lonzo any kind. Back, if Lonzo doesn't come back fast enough to help them fix that defense, they're not going to make the playoffs. All right. Roberto's the only person who actually has a brain. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool to finish the job stop by o'reilly auto parts and ask about their loaner tool program simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool then get your deposit back when it's returned need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly the professional parts people at o'reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox and who doesn't want better sex? But if you have ED, you may be struggling and dragging your feet on solving the problem. Don't put off having a better sex life any longer. Check out Him Sex Chews and bring a new level of excitement and confidence to your sex life. The process is simple and 100% online, no uncomfortable doctor's visits. No insurance is needed. Pay one low price for your treatments, online visits, ongoing shipments, and provider messaging. Hims has hundreds of thousands of trusted subscribers, so if ED is getting you down it's time to change that start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash two pros that's h-i-m-s.com slash two pros for your personalized ed treatment options hymns.com slash two pros prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply see website for details and important safety information subscription required price varies based on product and subscription plan sex are compounded products and have not been approved by the FDA. The FDA does not verify the safety or effectiveness of compounded drugs. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! 
And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their yokohama test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Chris Mannix joins us now. Chris, uh, how much of a disaster are the Lakers? Uh, I mean, a pretty big disaster right now. Um, you know, and, and look, a lot of people point to the injury for LeBron James as being the catalyst for these problems. There's no question when you go 6-12 and 12 with him out of the lineup for 18 games, that's, that's a problem. But uh, a lot of the, the the issues the Lakers have had this season were very predictable. I mean, the first part of it was the the perimeter shooting. I mean, they they tried to reinvent the wheel in terms of playing, uh, uh, putting guys around LeBron James, the style of play around LeBron James. And right now they're twenty eighth in three point shooting, and and that's not going to that's not an effective strategy for playing uh, with LeBron. And you know, you have just a whole bunch of of, of guys on that team that are, are are playing for themselves right now. That, that don't have any equity in the team, that don't believe that they're going to be part of the team long-term. And that's not any way to kind of bind a team together uh, for a playoff run. So they've had just some, some awful losses. And we know their strength of schedule is tough. These are the ones they're supposed to win. You know, the games against New Orleans and Memphis, and they're not getting it done. How much of the Laker performance uh, has to do with the Anthony Davis trade talks going public and with uh, the expectation and, and I think reality of LeBron James and Rich Paul trying to pull the strings behind the scenes? I think a decent amount of it, and, and I used the word equity before to describe you know what players, you know how, how this team kind of operates. And you know, you got some of those one-year guys, the Rondos, the Lance Stevensons, who know they're probably only there for one season. But some of these younger guys came into this season you know, firmly believing that they were going to be a part of this team long-term, that LeBron was coming in, they were going to add a free agent, he was going to help them win. Before the trade deadline, it was very public that the Lakers were offering everyone, you know, and, and, and their brother into the, these deals to try to get Anthony Davis. And, and that, has to, that has to wear on some of these guys. They have to now look around knowing what they know. I mean, it doesn't take much to connect the dots where you say, you know, Anthony Davis's agent is Rich Paul. Uh, is uh, Rich Paul who is LeBron's agent? Does LeBron have anything to do with this? LeBron publicly pining for Anthony Davis uh, is a part of this as well. So I think that has had a, a, a very adverse effect on that locker room. LeBron is 35 now. Uh, he is going to turn 36 during next year's season. 
He signed a four-year deal with the Lakers. Is it time for Laker fans to start to think, uh-oh, have we Kobe'd ourselves again? Not yet, because, I mean, Kobe was just a, a, a gunner at the end of his career, and everybody at the time he signed that contract believed it was a bad contract, believed you weren't going to get the value that you needed to get from it. LeBron is still at the stage where if you put the right pieces around him, he can still win. Uh, but the time to panic is going to be, you know, September, October 2019, if this team comes to camp looking a lot like they do uh, right now. If they whiff on free agency, if they don't get Anthony Davis via trade, they could be in some trouble. Because if you look ahead into uh, the summer of 2020, not a lot of top-tier free agents. I mean, Davis is available, but the assumption is that if uh, the team that acquires him is going to have an inside track on getting him. Other than that, you're looking at Draymond Green and a bunch of restricted free agent guys. And, and that's not how you're going to be able to build a championship team during this LeBron era. So the, the time to panic isn't right now, but it is fast approaching. We're talking to Chris Mannix. Do you think the Lakers will make the playoffs? 22 you remaining, know, I, they are three games out of the 8 seed. I'm going to say no right now because, again, the strength of schedule is hard. And if not being able to win these games that they just had the last couple of days doesn't bode well for their ability to win games against top-tier playoff teams down the stretch. And, you know, look, I'm not inside that locker room, but watching parts of these last two games, it just looks like they've kind of given up out there. I mean, not LeBron to an extent because I don't think he ever – I think the playoff streak means more to LeBron than people realize – but I think around him, you're just not seeing the same level of intensity. I mean, Memphis has zero to play for, nothing to play for, and they play harder than the Lakers did. So I think no. I think the team that should make the playoffs is Sacramento, but um, you know, betting on the Kings has never been a winning strategy. We're talking to Chris Mannix. How bad of a look is it for LeBron before he takes the game off for load management uh, against the Warriors after coming back from the injury? to put out a video of him drinking wine up after midnight, working on rap songs with 2 chains. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that yet that went yeah. out yesterday. Uh, bad look. Uh, what do you think about that when you see it? You know, I, I didn't, now that you mentioned it, maybe it's a bad look. What, what I thought was a worse look for LeBron is what people in L.A. were telling me that, you know, during the, the time he was injured – he really wasn't around all that much. I mean, he was there for games, things like that, but he wasn't he wasn't around as much as I think some people in the organization uh, would have liked. And I think that's the a worse look for him because that was when the team really needed him. You know, you, to, to be around, and I know he's rehabbing and he's trying to get his groin right, trying to get back on the floor, doing everything he can individually. But I think that would have been an opportunity for him to be more active within that team. And, and and try to you know get them just get them together. I mean that was an important stretch. That was the playoffs right there. Going if they go nine and nine instead of six and twelve, or you know ten and eight instead of six and twelve, they're probably not in this position right now. But the reality was that that he wasn't around as much as as he probably could have been during that time. Who gets Anthony Davis? You know I, I still you know Boston's a mess. But here's all you need to know about Anthony Davis. If Boston gets Kyrie Irving to sign at the end of the year, 
Boston gets Anthony Davis. And it doesn't matter what Anthony Davis wants. It doesn't matter what Anthony Davis says. Anthony Davis, you know, could wear a Laker jersey and, and, you know, defecate on the Bill Russell statue, and they'll still trade for him. Like, it doesn't matter. They will, they, they, you know, they believe that if Kyrie's there, and Kyrie's a close friend of Anthony Davis, if Kyrie's there, that Anthony Davis will be happy there and re-sign in 2020. They will roll the dice and put a Jason Tatum into a deal. They'll put you know all these draft picks they have into a deal and outbid everybody else for Anthony Davis. So this this Anthony Davis situation has less to do with Anthony Davis and more to do with Kyrie Irving. Where do you think Kevin Durant is going to be? It's it's guessing now because KD's the type of guy. If history, you know, passes any prologue, he gets influenced in these meetings. And you know, you remember the Hamptons meetings from the past few years. Um, you know, the Golden State meeting was incredibly influential. Uh, it was obviously gut wrenching for him to, to leave Oklahoma City. Uh, I think he's going to have maybe not a similar emotional conflict because he's not as emotionally invested in Golden State, as he was in Oklahoma City. But there are going to be some pretty appealing options for him. I mean, the Clippers are going to come pretty hard and try to pair Kevin Durant with Kawhi Leonard. The Knicks, we know, are, are, are transforming their team and changing their cap space to go after Kevin Durant. If I had to guess, and again, it is just guessing at this point, I think it's New York. You know, Kevin Durant, as you've seen over the last two years, has been increasingly aware of and interested in off-the-court stuff, whether it's the you know deal with Apple content or the boardroom show on ESPN. He has been more and more uh, involved in outside stuff. And I think he and his team see a lot of value in being in New York, playing for the Knicks, and, and doing that. Plus, from a basketball perspective, the reality is, Clay, if you win a championship in New York, it's worth like three anywhere else. So if he can do that, he may not you know, uh, be a six-time world champion and match Michael Jordan, but you get a championship in New York, you're pretty much a god there for life. We're talking to Chris Mannix. Chris, when you look at, uh, you mentioned the Clippers making a run at Kawhi and Kevin Durant. There's a lot of attention in L.A. when LeBron came and how excited people were about the Laker future. If you had to buy stock in a franchise over the next four years right now, are the Clippers a better value than the Lakers? It's, yeah, I would say yes, but it's close. I mean, you're saying yes because you're assuming that they get a Kawhi Leonard or a Kevin Durant. They, they've done, you know, Lawrence Frank and that front office has done a really magnificent job of, of reshaping this team on the fly. I mean, getting two first-round picks for Tobias Harris was really impressive. I mean, that was a great trade deadline for them because they really weren't going to pay Tobias Harris anyway. You buy stock in them with the assumption they get somebody. Even if it's just Kawhi Leonard, they're going to have Kawhi Leonard, a, a high-level head coach in Doc Rivers, one of the deepest and most talented front offices in the league. Uh, so I would, I would take that team with, with also the depth of talent. They don't have maybe the stars, the young stars that the Lakers have, but they've got a, a pretty good depth of talent. I'd probably sign on on board with the Clippers. We're talking to Chris Mannix. Who wins the Eastern Conference right now, if you had to pick? Oh, man. Uh, I, I, I want to bet on Milwaukee, but there's something in Milwaukee that tells me they're a, a great regular season team that may have some trouble in the playoffs. I want to bet on Toronto, but I, I just see Toronto as, as, as a team that, that has had problems in the postseason before. Uh, I'm going to take the Raptors this one. I go back and forth, Clay, because I still think that Boston – you know, because they play so well against the top tier teams, 
and play down to their competition. They're still very capable of going on a run and winning, especially when they get healthier and Gordon Hayward gets more games uh, under his belt. He's slowly started to come around over the last month or so and look a lot more like the old Gordon Hayward. But right now I'd probably take Toronto because I think they have the best you know, two-way player in Kawhi Leonard in the conference and guys that have a lot more playoff experience there than Milwaukee does. Is it fair to say it's an easy call when I tell you Golden State versus the field, or is there somebody that you like the value of in the field that you might be inclined to take the other 29 teams uh, in terms of the championship race here? I mean, we have to start looking at Houston as as a real threat, right? I mean, you know, this year they're 3-0 and against Golden State. They just beat them uh, without uh, James Harden on their home floor. And, look, the, 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 the Rockets' chances – have, don't have everything to do with, with Harden and Paul. I mean, those two guys are great, and they're going to need to be great in a series like that. The improved chances come from Kenneth Fareed, from Austin Rivers, from these scrap heap acquisitions that they've made. I mean, the Rockets' offseason was terrible. They, they, they lost Trevor Reza, they lost Luke Mabamute, and they scuffled coming out of the gate, and their defense struggled because of that. But the deals that Daryl Morey made, you know, getting, you know, getting Fareed, who has turned into one of the better pickups that I've seen in the buyout, in the buyout market in recent years, a guy that was staple to that Nets bench is now giving them like 16 and 10. Austin Rivers was a cast-off from two teams, and now he's giving them 33 minutes per game. Without those two guys, I would say that, that the, the Warriors would still be a prohibitive favorite. But with those two guys part of the rotation, it just makes the Rockets that much deeper. The other problem Golden State has, is a looming DeMarcus Cousins problem. I mean, DeMarcus Cousins came there you know, and theoretically said that, hey, I'm going to uh, rehab my body, I'm going to rehab my image, but he's already kind of expressed frustration about not being in the game at the end of games, and the reality is you just can't if you're him because you get pick-and-rolled to death, and you have situations like we saw against the Rockets where he's left kind of on an island against top t- a top-tier point guard like Chris Paul. So uh, I think that I would... I guess that's a long way of saying I would still probably take the Warriors, but I don't feel at all confident right now if the Rockets are healthy in a seven-game series. All right, last question for you, and we're talking for Chris, with Chris Mannix. I appreciate you getting up early with us. When you look at, uh, at the uh, TNT and ESPN perspective, if LeBron misses the playoffs and if potentially we ended up with maybe the Warriors against the Raptors, a Canadian team in the, from the Eastern mm-hmm. Conference – how much of a disaster would that be for the television partners in this league? Oh, huge disaster. I mean, it's already been a bad, bad season for local and national TV ratings. I mean, you attribute the national TV slip to the fact LeBron is out west now, and there really isn't, you know, you know with Boston scuffling and being injured, there really isn't a must-see TV team there. I mean, Giannis is great, but I don't know that Milwaukee's risen to that level quite yet and you know if you get if you get a 1-8 matchup in the west between the lakers and the warriors that's espn primetime television versus 1-8 matchup warriors and kings that's nba tv time there so i don't i think it would be just just catastrophic for the league ratings wise to to see you know, you know warriors raptors i think it can be salvaged with like warriors celtics maybe it's salvaged even by warriors sixers uh, in a finals but this whole season, Clay, has been really bad ratings wise for the league. And, you know, with, with, unless something changes in the Eastern Conference uh, to revamp and give them another star out there, I think it could be bad next year as well. We're talking to Chris. I'm actually, I know I said last question, but you, but you let in there something. 
on this show and on many shows and in many places in sports media, the NFL's ratings going down was like front page news in the Wall Street Journal, right? I mean, it wasn't just sports even. It was everywhere. Front page news in the New York Times. Why do you think the uh, NBA's ratings being down double digits this year is getting a scintilla of the attention of the NFL's uh, struggles the past couple of years? You know, I would guess, first of all, as much as the NBA's made inroads on the NFL, the NFL is still the Goliath in the room. I mean, it, it's still, it, it still is the most popular sport by far across this country. And, and look, I, I think we kind of look for reasons to criticize the NFL because the NFL makes a lot of boneheaded decisions on and off the field. You know, Roger Goodell certainly has not had a great run as commissioner, whereas on the flip side, I think the NBA has kind of uh, earned itself some goodwill to a degree because of you know how they operate, how Adam Silver is viewed uh, across the league. But you know, make no mistake, if, if this is if this goes to year two and we continue to see a decline, then it's going to become a big time issue. I mean, Adam Silver is already getting asked about it. It's just not generating the type of of interest in national headlines, as you said, as the NFL did. But year two of this, in even like mid season point of year two, I think it's going to be a big deal. Outstanding stuff as always, my man. I appreciate you waking up early with us. We'll hopefully talk to you next week at some point. You got it, Clay. That's Chris Mannix. Go follow him on Twitter. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Pretty big story uh, that came out yesterday that said that Will Wade, LSU's basketball coach, as well as Arizona basketball coach Sean Miller, are going to have to testify from the witness stand during criminal trials coming up uh, in April. This is a massive deal because it would mean that both coaches would have to go under oath, that they would be quizzed about wiretap conversations they are a part of, and uh, not only would they potentially be risking their jobs while they are testifying, they potentially as well would be risking criminal liability if it were proven that they committed perjury in an effort to avoid the consequences of some of the things that they may have said on uh, these uh, these taped phone calls. So there are a lot of different angles to review here when it comes to this story. But in the meantime, uh, it is utterly fascinating to see uh, how it is all uh, going to play out. And we will discuss that with Yahoo Sports National columnist Dan Wetzel. But there is a story that I wanted to get into that happened uh, at the end of last week that hasn't gotten that much attention. And I haven't even heard this audio uh, but several of you sent this to me. Iowa's uh, uh, radio announcer, the Iowa Hawkeye radio announcer, uh, whose name is, I don't even have it in front of me right now. One of you guys can let me know. Danny, Danny G, you have this audio. Gary Dolphin. Gary Dolphin was calling a game, I believe, between the Iowa Hawkeyes and the Maryland Terrapins, if I'm not mistaken. And Maryland won the game late thanks to a beast-like performance from one of Maryland's basketball players. Uh, And so I want to play this audio for you, and then I'm going to open up the phone lines. I want the OutKick jury to weigh in on what they think of this audio. So here it is. Again, this is is the Maryland-Iowa game, and this is Iowa basketball announcer Gary Dolphin at the end of the game they are recapping what they just saw. Maryland wins the game late over Iowa. This is costing Gary Dolphin the rest of his season thanks to a suspension. Here it is. Some pretty good long-range shooting, and then Fernando uh, was King Kong at the end of the game. 
That's it. He said that a black basketball player was King Kong. If he says that he's Godzilla, no issue. If he says that he is, uh, what's another great, you know, massive, if he says he's a beast, (laughs) no issue. If he says anything of that ilk, there is no issue. He said he was King Kong. He has been suspended from his job for the rest of the year. No indication that I am aware of of any other past, you know, racist incidents in Gary Dolphin's past. Um, This uh, seems to me to be a pretty aggressive stance from Iowa. What do you guys think? I want to go around the uh, the horn here with the OutKick crew. Uh, and again, this is not getting a lot of attention. I saw it pop at the end of, uh, of the week. I know it's a big story if you are in Iowa. And maybe some people who are listening to us in Iowa right now have a more in-depth knowledge about this story than, than what I have been able to glean by just reading uh, a few stories and also listening to some audio. But when you hear that, suspended for the rest of the year, Fair or foul, Danny G? Absolutely foul. That's ridiculous. The first thing I think of when somebody makes a reference to King Kong, I think of Denzel Washington in the classic movie Training Day, where he says, King Kong ain't got nothing on me. Yeah. It's it's a compliment to somebody about their prowess. It's not a negative comment. So not, and the reason why he's getting suspended for the rest of the season is because they're saying it's a racist. Uh, what about you, Roberto? No, nah, it's not racist, man. I, I, I again, yeah. open phone lines, 877-996-6369. We're polling the OutKick jury. Uh, what are your thoughts on this when you hear it, uh, Eddie Garcia? Uh, this is outrageous. This is laughable. He meant nothing by this. He's been doing Iowa games since 1996, and as far as I know, has a great reputation. I've never heard any disparaging word uh, about this guy. And for one incident that is incredibly uh, innocuous for him to be suspended, that's that's insane. It's an interesting point um, because we had this discussion in my career before uh, when I was writing a uh, a piece years and years ago. Um, This probably was in 2005 or so. 2006, I can't even remember the year. Somebody could look up when the game I was writing about. But um, I, I said that uh, that Jamarcus Russell, when he was playing at LSU, if you watch Jamarcus Russell play, he was a man among boys, right? That's a phrase that's frequently used when somebody just looks physically superior to everybody else. And uh, I wrote that, that he was Goliath, and I wrote that he was... Um, that he was, uh, you know, like unstoppable in that way. And somebody wrote into my column, uh, we used to do a mailbag back in the day at CBS Sports, and they said, hey, do you think you would have gotten fired if you had said that Jamarcus Russell is like King Kong on the football field? And I'm like, you know, I think everybody out there, reasonable people would hear that and they wouldn't think, oh my God, this is a clear attempt to be racist. This is a clear attempt to establish that somebody else is, like you just said, Danny G, the Denzel Washington training day quote, that you are like the king of the jungle, right? That you are the king of the field, that you are, um, you know, the, the, the dominant force that is at play in whatever arena you are in at that point in time. Uh, Dub, what about you? What are your thoughts on this? I mean, it, it is ridiculous, but at the same time, I mean, Knowing that the times we're in right now and how everyone overreacts to silly stuff like this, I could I could see both sides of it to where 
you know, you got to be a little bit smarter with with the words you use. But it, but the bottom line, it is it is pretty ridiculous. The way I think about it is this: if he were really racist, he wouldn't even think to do this because he would be aware that it was potentially right. Does that make sense to you? Like on some level, um, I think that if you're doing that, you are clearly establishing that you aren't racist, right? Because you're not obsessed with the race of the person that you are talking about. Therefore, you're not thinking about the entire history of uh, racism in this country. But I'm curious. I'm going to open up the phone lines. 877-996-6369. If he says Godzilla, I don't think anybody uh, reacts at all. But King Kong, unacceptable. Um, 877-996-6369, the OutKick jury. I want people to weigh in again. Again, this is Gary Dolphin. If you're just starting off your day, here is the audio that is out there. I think, Danny G, do you have, I'll see if I can find, because I know I texted this to you. I think there was an official apology that came out with this as well. And by the way, there hasn't been any suggestion that anybody else was offended or upset over uh, over this, like that there are protesters in the streets or anything else. Um, he, uh, let me pull up the story. I'm going to read uh, the statement. Yeah, that he came tweeted out. an apology. Yeah, um, but let's l- hear that audio one more time. And then again, eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine. I want the Outkick jury to uh, to weigh in. Some pretty good long-range shooting, and then Fernando uh, was King Kong at the end of the game. Now, if it happened to be a white guy, obviously no issues at all. I don't know what would happen if he was mixed. I don't know what would happen if he was like Asian. <laughs> I think it's probably safe then too. Uh, here is the uh, here is the statement from uh, from Gary Dolphin during the broadcast. I used a comparison when trying to describe a talented Maryland basketball player. In no way did I intend to offend or disparage the player. I take full responsibility for my inappropriate word choice and offer a sincere apology to him and anyone else who was offended. I wish the Iowa Hawkeye players, coaches, and fans all the very best as they head into the final stretch of the season. I will use this as an opportunity to grow as a person and learn more about unconscious bias. Um, The University of Iowa Athletic Department also said... uh, uh, that they valued, they issued official statement, and you can probably imagine how uh, how crappy that statement is. Uh, they said, we value diversity and we're committed to creating a welcoming environment for all members of the, uh, of the campus community. Uh, they also said, the University of Iowa did, they supported Hawkeye Sports Properties' decision to indefinitely suspend radio play-by-play announcer Gary Dolphin. We got several people who are from Iowa, may have a larger context of Gary Dolphin, and the statements may have been listening to him live on the radio when they happen. Uh, We've got loaded lines. The outkick jury now is going to wave in, uh, to weigh in. Appropriate, inappropriate, guilty, innocent. You have the floor. Jury, Rob in Iowa, we start with you. Uh, hey, Clay. Uh, good talking with you. Uh, first, to back this up, Gary Dolphin got suspended earlier this year for a game for uh, he was – He questioned him like there. the recruit, right? It's questioned the recruiting yeah. of uh, the Iowa, well, yeah, and yeah, it, oh, he, he didn't realize he did it was on air. Thing. Yeah, yeah. he, he uh, uh, actually brought up uh, how bad Mason Daly was, which, you know, one of our players. Uh, so he got suspended for a game there. Gary Bart of the AD, and they have a riff going right now. That's the biggest problem. Uh, Gary Dolphin 
has been a great announcer for Iowa for 30-plus years, not racist at all. But the people of Iowa are outraged at this. And, but because of Fran McCaffrey and Gary Barta got the rip with him, this is, this is how it's going to go. Do you think they're using so, this as an excuse to punish him? I think they're trying to fight. We think this is his last game ever at Iowa. We don't think that he'll even be able to do football again. We're hoping Kirk Ferentz steps in and mediates some of this. Thanks for the call. So your position is this is a drastic overreaction as an Iowa fan. Um, we just lost him, but I, I think so. I assume that. Yeah, we've got several Iowa people who want to weigh in, so you guys can continue to build on this, and you guys are off the top here. Uh, Matthew in Iowa. What's up, Matthew? Hey, Clay. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I just wanted to say or bring to your guys' attention that this is the second time, just like Rob said, this is the second time this year he's made a, a questionable comment. The first time, it was an open mic situation where he wasn't even supposed to be on the air. And so I think his personal commentary or his personal opinion shouldn't, you know, he shouldn't be punished for that. But also with this uh, with this latest comment about the Maryland player, I don't think that that is a racist comment from Gary Dolphin. I would take that as a compliment um and i you know as, as an iowa hawkeye fan football fan basketball fan everybody looks forward to listening to gary dolphin on the radio especially during harvest time uh we're in tractors and we love to hear gary so uh thanks for taking my call clay and have a good day yeah i've heard from a lot of iowa people on social media which is how i heard about this story honestly we have a lot of listeners in a lot of states but iowa is a, is a place where we have a lot of people who listen as well and a lot of people love this guy uh, and have been listening to him for 25, 30 years and are outraged over what's happening here uh, in uh, in the state of Iowa. David, what's up? You're also in Iowa. Hey, um, the, the guy, the Maryland player, his name was Bruno Fernandez, and the guy's 6'11 and 260. So when he's describing him as King Kong, he's – giving guy a lot of props yeah i i listened to it and i i'm like i'm with everybody else there wasn't a racist thing said about it i'm act i'm actually a nebraska fan but i've listened to a lot of iowa football games the last four or five years the guy does a fantastic job and there was nothing racist about it there was nothing you know he just he he thought he was giving the guy a compliment is what he is what he was doing Thanks for the call. I think that this kind of illuminates a larger context in modern society that I think a lot of people, regardless of your race, your gender, your ethnicity, your religion, your sexual orientation, whatever way you describe yourself, there is a rush to believe the worst. In other words, what is what is, I think, a fairly innocuous comment here in the postgame of a Maryland-Iowa basketball contest is immediately classified. And we saw this when, uh, I think in Oklahoma City, the announcer lost his job for saying that Russell Westbrook was out of his cotton-picking mind. And I, as somebody who grew up in uh, the South, I have heard people use the phrase cotton-picking my entire life as a way to use it to avoid cursing, right? Like this was black guys, white guys, everybody when I was growing up. If you said cotton picking, it was a way to avoid having used a slur. That guy lost his job because some people on social media are like, oh, back in the day, uh, black people used to pick cotton. And so that's what he's referencing. No, I mean, it's like it's like if, if he had said, well, he's out of his effing mind. 
Uh, I got to be careful there so we don't that I don't blow it. But then people will be like, oh my God, that's an FCC violation. That's the, the synonym that was being used there. Cotton picking is a way to say effing without cursing, right? But he lost his job. And I think it's just a natural overreaction where everyone, the worst is assumed about them. I think this is one of the bad things about the era that we live in now. We assume the worst about everybody, even when it's not justified. But I'm letting everybody weigh in, the OutKick jury. Uh, open phone lines. We are loaded right now if you can't get through. Uh, Bubba in North Carolina. What's up, Bubba? Hey, good morning. Um, I think that obviously, you know, we live in a hypersensitive time. So I don't think what he said was ridiculous. But it's like you as a lawyer, you have to be careful of the context in which you use things when you're in court. And when, you know, Gorilla Effect or Robert Lee not being able to announce a game because his name sounds like an old Confederate soldier, like, that's the times we live in. And I feel like just like using Gorilla Effect or, you know, whatever it may be, you got to be careful of that because there's Twitter that's right ready to just roast you. Yeah, I, I think that's true that we live in that time, but is that right? We, yesterday we were talking a lot about Robert Kraft on this show, and some people called in and they said, well, that's the law. And I said, I understand that it's, you know, prostitution is illegal in this country. That doesn't mean that it's right that it is illegal, right? Yesterday I said that I thought prostitution should be legal and that we should legalize it, tax it. I thought it would make uh, the prostitution business safer for prostitutes. I also thought it would make things safer for people who want to spend money on prostitution. Um and I think that's the history of America has been that if we legalize things, look at alcohol, we typically make it safer to consume that alcohol and to buy that product because there is a huge market base looking for it. And so I think just because that's the society that we live in today, that doesn't mean that it's the right way for us to be living in society today, right? Do people understand that? Like, just because this is the culture that we have created doesn't mean it's the culture we need to keep, I guess is another way of saying that. Ralph in Coral Springs, Florida. What's up, Ralph? Hey, what's up, Clay? How you doing? Excellent. Listen, this, this is a total joke. You know, if this was 20 years ago, this is a huge compliment, like the caller said previously. And I guarantee you, if this announcer went to this kid after the game and said, hey, listen, this guy was pretty much, man, I appreciate it. We, this, this is what's wrong. And to apologize for it? Apologize for what? What are you apologizing for? For calling the guy a beast? A, a, a monster out on the court? Come on. I mean, this, this is what's wrong with society today. It's only going to get worse. And if, if, if this is an answer for, for racial healing, then, then we're way beyond. I mean, we're way off on this, on this category. Yeah, appreciate the call. Matt in Phoenix, what's up? He's innocent all the way. I say he's innocent all the way. And also, you got the, the ludicrous of it all. It's just completely, all of it's just stupid. The Phoenix Suns mascot is a gorilla. Okay, so is that not right? Does yeah, Adama no, you're Kai correct. Who got to change his name? <laughs> you know, racist. It's, it's insane. Yeah, you know what? It is. It is interesting um, that the Phoenix Suns' mascot is a gorilla. I'm surprised that people haven't come after him right now. And and Kung Su. If you said, "Oh, he's like," I can imagine that turning into a controversy, right? Even though Kong is in his name. If somebody in an NFL game was like, he's playing like King Kong out there when he gets a sack, would people be like, oh my God, you got to fire that guy? I, I mean, I, it's an interesting, because Kong is actually in his name. And if he made a huge play in an NFL game, like in the Super Bowl, can you imagine 
if Tony Romo had been like, oh, and Kong Sue, he's the King Kong of the field right now. Would Tony Romo have lost his job with Jim Nance? I think just about everybody out there would be like, yeah, that's actually kind of funny because the name Kong is in his name. It is interesting. I mean, look, I make a living talking live on the radio for three hours, talking live on television for an hour, and everybody has to be cognizant about what they say because everybody's perpetually outraged. Um, But I got to say, this surprised me that the guy gets suspended for the rest of the year and also disappointed me, much like the cotton-picking controversy that we had last year with the Oklahoma City Thunder uh, announcer. Mike in Connecticut, what's up? Yeah, I don't know why he's admitting any wrongdoing. I see this as a Doug Adler, ESVN defamation suit. Yeah, thanks for the call. Yeah, the other thing is, I wish people would stop apologizing when they don't think they actually did anything wrong. So far, knock on wood, I have been doing uh, public media for almost 15, 20 years, whatever it is. I have never apologized for anything I've ever said. That's not to say that I might not at some point say something where I, I, I admit that I said something that came out wrong, but I've never apologized because if I said it, I typically mean it. And so I think when you start to apologize, it makes people believe that you believe you did something wrong. And that's what happened with Doug Adler back in the day. ESPN asked him to apologize, and when he did, they stripped his job. Uh, let's see, uh, Bob in Ohio. What's up, Bob? Well, I think this guy, maybe he shouldn't be on the radio because he doesn't have a concept that of the fact that white males are under intense scrutiny nowadays. And that's a good, hey, that's, let me, let me pause you here for a sec, Bob. That's actually, I, I think, a pretty good point because if a black announcer had said this, it's a non-controversy because everybody would understand exactly what was being said, right? I mean, I do think that's interesting. If this had been... If a, Asian, Hispanic, a woman had said this, there would be no problem. This guy doesn't know the country he's living in right now with Look at Donald Trump. I mean, Donald Trump is exasperated. I mean, I I love Donald Trump, but he's exasperated. I mean, he's got these people looking to get a white male because they hate him so much. It's an interesting call. I mean, in in the era that we live in, I believe that everybody should have the same rules for speech. And we don't, right? We, we look at speech differently based on who the speaker is, based on who what their identity is. It is interesting that this is a non-story if a former black basketball player is on this broadcast uh, for Iowa and describes this black Maryland player as King Kong. Nobody even reacts. It isn't a remote answer of, of a story at all. Jacob in L.A., what's up? Because we don't assume racism yeah, then. Why do we assume racism now? It's an interesting question. Yeah, first of all, I'm a black male, and I think that this is complete BS. If I was the guy, I would actually go find the best lawyer I can and sue Iowa. To me, we're so sensitive about everything racist that when we're just having fun in life, we can't do it because we have to watch everything we say. What are we going to do next? The next white guy on the court? that bangs his chest like a gorilla, we're going to say he's racist because he's having fun and expressing emotion? It's a good call. Um, It's an interesting call, too. Maybe what we need to do here, too, I'm going to take a couple more of your calls, then go to break. Um, Let me call Dan Wetzel. We'll get this squared away. But I actually, this is a good good discussion. 
I want a jury. Let me get a couple more of your calls in here. Um, Albert, uh, let me, I'll tell you that in a sec. But first, let's go to Alfred in Bakersfield. What's up, Alfred? Hey, what's up, Clay? You know what? You know what I find racist? I find racist that the white guy can't say that King Kong, but but they 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 say that he's racist because he says it. You know, you get what I'm saying? It's a different standard of speech based on who the race is of the speaker. It's an interesting question. Here's what I wanted to say. Thanks for the call, Alfred. Um, I'm gonna I think X out the phone lines here for a minute with Dub. All right. Uh, I want to come back. I want a jury of only black people to call in and react to this King Kong statement, right? Are you offended by it? Only black callers, all right? So we had a jury that was just random. Everybody could call in. We had, uh, and the reason why I'm thinking about this is Gary uh, called in, or was it Jacob in L.A.? Uh, I think it was uh, Jacob in L.A. calls in and says, I'm a black guy, and that wasn't offensive to me. Only black callers here. An all-black jury. 877-996-6369. If you haven't heard the audio yet, we will replay it for you. Iowa has suspended their longtime announcer on the radio for saying that a Maryland basketball player was dominant King Kong-like on the court, and he has been forced to apologize. Gary Dolphin is his name. Only black callers on the jury right now. I want to hear from you guys or girls. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, O-O-O-O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool to finish the job stop by o'reilly auto parts and ask about their loaner tool program simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool then get your deposit back when it's returned need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly the professional parts people at o'reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge, Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of general tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their general tires test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be some pretty good long-range shooting, and then Fernando uh, was King Kong at the end of the game. Welcome back, Geico Outkick Studios. That was Iowa announcer, radio announcer, Gary Dolphin. He's been suspended for the rest of the season of the basketball season for saying that a black basketball player from Maryland was playing like King Kong. Uh, you can become a new card member. Discover will match all the cash back you've earned dollar for dollar at the end of your first year. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. Uh, we had a jury impaneled at OutKick. Uh, now we have impaneled an all-black jury to react. Is this offensive? Should he have been suspended for the rest of the year? We are taking your calls. Chris in Long Beach, California, up next. What's up, Chris? Yeah, um, I, I'm really just shocked at what I'm hearing from these other callers. Um, you know, it, it, it's not a matter of political correctness. There's just some things that you're just not supposed to say in this society. And... Anytime a white man compares a black man to, I don't care if it's an ape, gorilla, King Kong, that's going to come off as racist. It is. And, you know, I mean, I'm old enough. I I have been called a lot of things. But best believe when somebody calls me a monkey, I know that he's for real about his racism. So you think this was racist and he should be suspended for the rest of the year? No, no. I don't think necessarily that he was racist. But when someone says something like that, just like in a perfect world, I should be able to tell a female coworker, you look good in that sweater. But because of the history of sexual harassment in the workplace, that's no longer cool. Because of the history of racism in this country, it is just, it's, that's not cool. And a statement has to be made that, you know what, you need to watch what you say a little bit more. So you I'm think the suspension makes racist. sense? I don't know if I suspend him for the rest of the year, but, yeah, I believe that an action had to be taken just to send the message that, you know what, in 2019, it's not okay to compare a black man to a gorilla. Kirby in Texas, what's up? Your thoughts? Yeah, well, the comment to me wasn't as racist as, you know, some may look at it. I'm one that slept on Brent Favre's wife's grandmother's sofa that was surrounded by Klansmen, but... I live in Biloxi, Mississippi, and I do understand how some people may take things offensive. I, I think at this time in, in the world, we just have to watch what we say because somebody's going to scrutinize us. I'm not offended by it, but it may be another black person that may be offended by what was said. Thanks for so that. I, he, I mean, I don't think he should be suspended. You don't think he should but, be suspended. Here, here's, here's the question that I think is, is so substantial here. Who gets to decide who should be offended? 
And are we devaluing the de- the definition of offensive by taking the person who is the most offended by everything and allowing them to be the default uh, default standard in society today? T.O. in New York. What's up, T.O.? We lost T.O. Let's go to Steve in Fort Wayne. Steve in Fort Wayne, Indiana. What's up, Steve? Hey, Clay. I uh, love the show. First time caller. As a black man, and I kind of understand what the young guy's from, I think it was Long Beach, I kind of understand where he's coming from, but at the same time, I'm calling nothing burger on that one, Clay. Yeah. The guy made a statement, I mean, you know, I wasn't offended by it. I'm much more offended by some of the things I've heard Congressman Steve King say from Iowa than Gary Dolphin, to be God honest with you. Yeah. And, you know, that's just my opinion. Thanks for the call. Sam in Ohio, what you got for me? Hey, Clay, before I ask, I really need to know, when that cleaning lady was cleaning your bathroom in the sh- when you were in the shower, did she clean the door? <laughs> did she do what? No, she, she did not the clean door. the door. She did not. Yeah, if she had gotten out the, uh, for people who don't know, the cleaning lady walked in on me while I was in the shower and just kept cleaning. I didn't know what to do uh, a while back. Uh, Sam, what would you say? Oh, okay, um, growing up here amongst the corn and cows, I know what racism is. And uh, that was clearly not. It was a compliment. And I hope that he sues them. Thanks for the call. Chris in Moreno Valley, I believe it's California. What's up, Chris? Hey, how you doing? Um, uh, the, 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 I don't think he was uh, being racist when he said what he said. Just a comment. But see, when you have something like a Colin Kaepernick who's doing like peaceful protests, all he did was take a knee. And then white America's in uh, uproar because the man takes a knee. If that's a non-issue, then you should make it a non-issue. Like if somebody displays some uh, uh, racist stuff, like you beat a motorist like Rodney King and the, the cops get off or whatever, if you discipline stuff like that, then stuff like this would never happen. If you call a spade a spade, then it would be great. Everything would be normal. All right, but Dolo. I'm trying to get as many calls in as I can. Dolo in North Carolina. What's up, my man? Hey, what's going on? Hey, just let me start by saying King Kong ain't got nothing on me. And I don't think that was a racist comment. You feel me? Like, I took it as a compliment. I'm young. See, I'm 28 years old. And I'm just how we think today, you know what I'm saying? We, we our generation don't think, you know what I'm saying, uh, like the older generation do, first off. But uh, I don't think that was a, a insult or anything racist. Was, I feel like it was a compliment. Like, you can't stop me. I'm King Kong. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, that's uh, thanks for the call. That's what uh, Danny G said, training day. A lot of people think about Denzel Washington. Uh, all right, Floyd in Oklahoma, Marcus in Birmingham, and Juan in New York. Stick with me. I'll get your calls at the top of Hour 3. We'll complete the jury. This is Outkick the Coverage on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.